guys, welcome to Connected Hearts, the podcast where we share the stories and experiences of military spouses navigating life on the home front. I'm Christy, and joining me is my incredible co-host and fellow military spouse and friend, Keely. That's right, Christy. We're here to create a space where we can connect, support, and inspire other military spouses who are going through similar challenges and triumphs. We know firsthand what it's like to have our loved ones serving in the military. Absolutely, Keely. Our goal with this podcast is to shed light on the unique aspects of being a military spouse. We'll dive into the roller coasters of emotions, the joys, the sacrifices, and everything in between. Together, we'll explore a variety of topics that affect military spouses daily. We'll discuss deployments, relocations, finding a sense of community, and balancing personal goals and aspirations while supporting our service members. Our aim is to provide a platform for open and honest conversations. We'll invite military spouses from all walks of life to share their stories and expertise, fostering a sense of camaraderie and understanding among our listeners. And don't worry, it won't be all seriousness. We'll also sprinkle in some lighthearted moments, share stories, and offer practical tips and resources to make this journey a little easier. So whether you're a seasoned military spouse or just starting out, we invite you to join us on this adventure. Connected Hearts is here to remind you that you're never alone and together we can find strength and resilience in the face of any challenge. So grab a cup of coffee, tea, or wine and find a cozy spot. Get ready for an engaging and heartfelt conversation with us. Welcome to Connected Hearts, the unfiltered military spouse podcast. Let's connect. Hey guys, welcome back to Connected Hearts, the Unfiltered Military Spouse Podcast. We are so happy to have you here today. Today is a fun one. We are going to dive deep into the five love languages and why it's important for not only everyone, but especially military spouses. Today's discussion will be based off a book. The book is called The Five Love Languages, Military Edition, and it's written by Gary Chapman with Jocelyn Green. This book can be beneficial for several reasons, including how to strengthen a military relationship, how to cope with deployments, and building resilience, and why it's important to know your significant other's love language. Yes, I love this book. Um, You read it, right? I actually read it back in 2009 for the first time, and then I reread it over the weekend. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Love that. Love it. We, um... I'll never forget, uh, we did a couple's retreat, and it was through our chaplain, and it was, like, right off the bat when Jordan and I, like, got married, and so we were like, oh, this might be fun, and it's, like, a weekend away. Like, they put you up in a hotel. So is this, like, through the military? Yes, through the military. So that's that's a resource that could be out there. Yes, absolutely. So this retreat was about the five love languages, and they actually gave us the book. So we both got a book, and we just kind of dove deep into like what the love languages are and stuff so have you ever read the original love yes okay so I did that one first and then I read the military yes me too and then there's actually a child love language too which I think is very interesting um yeah it's a good one okay we can go into that later yeah we need to try that yeah so we went to this retreat and um I swear this is what built our relationship like our foundation is built off of this book 
and I love it so much. So anytime I come in contact with anyone that's struggling with their relationship or not even struggling with their relationship, I'm like, you need to read this book. It's amazing. I think it's so important to know your um, significant other's love language. And I know like you guys read it when you first got together, whatever. I think if I could go back, yeah. That would be probably one of like my big one of my biggest advice to young ones that are starting out. Right, read this. It could help self, set the foundation for your relationship. Yeah. Because I was just I had no idea what I was walking into. Obviously, and that's a new territory. But at least I would have known like the relationship side of it outside of the military. And I think that having that foundation is very important to be able to walk into the lifestyle. Yes, of the military. exactly. Yep. So here are three reasons why we think this book can be beneficial. So the first one, we kind of already talked about it, but strengthening relationships. So this book can help military couples understand each other and understand your love languages, which we will discuss those in a second. But um, this can help build communication skills and emotional connection despite all the challenges that military life brings. Another reason is coping with deployments and how to nurture that relationship during distance. Like I said, I think that your foundation of your relationship is very important before you're able to walk into the military style. If you have that foundation that you can control, it helps you ride the wave of the uncertainty that you cannot control. Yeah, totally. And then the third one that we decided is building resilience. So understanding the love languages can foster resilience, emotional well-being, and a sense of belonging, especially for military families dealing with deployments, TDYs, all that. All right, so let's dive in. Let's first talk about all five love languages. Yes, because there are five. And then if you don't know your love language or your spouses, you can take a quiz online, honestly. But then also read this book because it does. it's not just a quiz, but it goes into detail why you are that love language and what you relate to and why it works for you and do that and then you'll understand a little bit more of the five of them individually yes okay so the first one is words of affirmation so this can be like compliments words of appreciation encouraging words kind words humble words so just being a kind being human. a kind person yeah <laughs> Second one is quality time, um, maintaining eye contact, don't do anything else while you're listening, you know, like be on your phone when you're hanging out with your spouse. Right, turn it's, that TV off. It's so easy to do though nowadays, but observe your spouse's body language. I feel like that's a huge one. Yes. Uh, don't interrupt each other, hear each other out. Okay, and then the third one is receiving gifts. So gifts are a visual symbol of love. These symbols are more important to some people than others, which true, I'm not really a big receiving I'm gifts. I'm not either. How about you? No, or okay. giver. Like, I, it's not that I don't care. It's just like, I, that's just not my yeah. love language. So gifts can come in all sizes, colors, and shapes. So it can be, you know, something so small or it can be something extravagant. It may require a change in attitude about money, spending versus saving, which Ooh. I thought was very interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I can relate to that part of it, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like you're not going out and buying like a million gifts like right. to, you know, impress your significant other. It's like not always about money. Right. And then the fourth is acts of service. Doing things you know your partner would like you to do, you seek to please him or her by serving them, to express your love by doing things for them. 
Example of that is like cooking, cleaning, painting a bedroom, maintaining the car. They require thought, planning, time, effort, and energy. If done with a positive spirit, they are indeed an expression of love. So the last one is physical touch. Research studies have shown that it is very important with physical touch. So even in like childhood development, um, physical touch can make or break a relationship um, and it can help communicate hate or love, which mm, I thought was interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So this could be like holding hands, kissing, um, embracing each other, cuddling, sexual intercourse, all the ways of communicating through emotional love. Okay. So. All right. There's the five. So there's the five. So tell me yours. <laughs> okay. So um, I am definitely a words of affirmation. Okay. And if I had to pick another one too, acts of service. Okay. So I, you know, I love hearing like, oh, you're doing good, the compliments. Or, right. Or, you know, you're such a good mom. You know, all the things you go through while I'm gone. Like, thank you. You know, just like that praise. Like, that makes me feel like wanted and heard and loved, I guess. Yeah. And then as far as acts of service, I think it's so important to like help around the house too. Yeah. Or just Or with like, the kids. Like even if it's like, yeah. hey, load them up in the car and take them to do something so you have an hour by yourself. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. not being asked to do that. Yes. Is, yeah. Or just like there's some mornings I'll come downstairs and like Jordan's like mopping the floor, cleaning the kitchen. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so nice because you I'm think like running that. It's here, on your running there. List. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, and especially like when they're not around, if they're right. like gone or deployed and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, like you're doing everything and anything. So I think the acts of service when our, you know, spouses are home is huge. Yeah. It really helps out, really balances everything out. Okay. Okay. What about you? I'm... Okay, if I have to pick two, um, words of affirmation, number one. Like you said, like just hearing the words, but I will say like, I guess to explain like being appreciative, like yes, I know I'm appreciative and I know that thankful for this, but like just to hear it, like it kind of like motivates me more, yeah. I guess to say. And then it kind of like puts the thing behind me like, okay, I'm doing good. It, it like reassures me. And you, I, you could do something for me, and that's cool. But when I hear it out of words, for some reason, I do better. Even if it's through a text, like just being able to read and say the words, the words of affirmation hits me the most. Yeah, it's like your motivation. Yeah, you're like, and then it, like you said, like just knowing, like okay, I'm a good mom. I'm do, I do this, I do that. But to hear it from your spouse is like, okay, I feel seen. Yes, and that's so important, like to me as a person. Yeah. Um, second, acts of service, as in like, okay, he, he knows my workload of like what I've got to do. I need to do this with the kids. I need to do that. Instead of like me saying, hey, can you do this? A lot of times he'll get up and he'll be like, I'll do this part, do this part. You can do this. Yeah. You know, like we just kind of 50-50 it. And I think that is just so like, okay, he hears me. He sees me. He sees what I'm going through. He sees the workload and he's trying to take some of it off. Yeah. Even though I know like his workload's a lot too, like with his job. Of course. But still, I feel seen and heard and appreciated. Yeah. That. It's just like not having to ask is yeah. like such a big deal to yeah. me. Like um, someone told me this once. Um you know, relationship should be 80-20. Right. You know, there's some days where you're going to be on and you, you know, are getting stuff done. You're, like, on top of the world. And there's other days that your significant other is not going to be. So you, like, have to make it up together, right. you know. So 
as long as you have each other's back, I feel like it makes it life so much easier. Well, I know there's days like I'll be like up and ready, like let's go do this, go get this done. And then my husband's like, I don't really want to do anything. And I'm like, all right. And I'll sit on the bed with him and we just have to like meet in the middle like, okay, we'll do this and this and then we can do that. But let's do it together and just like figure it out and let's do it. And then then that motivates him. He's like, okay, we're in it together. Let's do it. Right. I love that. Okay, so then what is, what do you think Jared's is? Do you know Jared's? Yeah, I know. Okay, let's hear it. A physical touch, for sure. Okay. Yeah, um, and I will say I kind of, I, in the past, I've struggled with that because I'm not a physical touch person, and I think you and I can relate that, like, growing up. Like, I had that from my mom, but I lacked that from my father, you yeah. know, until I had a father figure, and I just kind of, had a block in between that and I didn't realize until like I married got married and stuff like that like that was hard for me to open up about like to have the physical touch he's opposite he's like I just need you to touch me even if it's just like laying down aren't like arm in arm just mm-hmm. like touch me let me know like okay you're right here I can feel you <laughs> just like toes underneath yeah, the sheets it, like, it doesn't matter you're touching me <laughs> yeah it could be just like touch my hair you know like play with yeah. my hair it's just like anything like that that comforts him and then it took me a long time to realize like okay even though I don't necessarily want or need that like he does and I've got to I expect him to meet me in the middle on my part so I've right. got to meet him too yeah and just kind of like, okay, let me put that to the side for myself, do it for him, because I know that that's what makes him feel seen and heard. Right. So what about Jordan? Well, I don't feel like I need to talk on it because <laughs> I just did. <laughs> you just read my mind. Yeah. I swear we are like, like long-lost sisters yeah. that are like twins or something. But yeah. yeah, Jordan's is physical touch too. And I am not a touchy person. I don't want to be touched. Like, don't I'm, touch yeah. me. You know, back I, off. I will hug like my friends, my kid, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Other than that, I'm like, what, what's, what, why are you getting so close to yeah. me? <laughs> and it's not because I don't like, bubble. yeah, I just, I guess I grew up not having, I had that with my mom, but I just grew up, I don't know, I guess differently, like in an aspect of me and my mom were very open and close in relationship and we could have conversations and, you know, she would hug me if I was having a bad day, but I didn't have that father side yeah. of where, a dad with a little girl and so I kind of lacked that physical and it just kind of like went with me throughout my whole right. adulthood I guess yeah but I'm doing better I am saying I have t- tried to get better with that yeah before my husband yep I love it so be- literally everything you said that's yeah. exactly like how Jordan is too and and I can see that because like when we're hanging out he'll be like as close to you and you're like what you doing (laughs) can I help you but and it's like I had to say this too it's like it's not I tell my husband this too I'm like it's not that I don't want to or that I don't feel that way to you or you're not wanted it's just like that's I'm having to come out of my bubble and like grow yeah. To do those things because right. I'm not, I've never done that. But I am really, I'm trying for you because yeah. I know that's important to you. But in, a lot of times they can get offended like, oh, you don't want to touch me. You don't want anything to do with me. And yeah. it's like, no, I just, it's just my per, like personality. Right. And like the first time I read this book when I was like physical touch, like you just like think physical touch. Like I thought like, you know, just sexual. Sexual, like, yeah. But it's so it's much, much more, more than, than that, that you yeah. know. So like you said, even if it's laying in bed and like your legs are like touching. Yeah, or your like, shoulders are touching yeah. or your head just, yeah. Right, yeah. So yeah, that's, 
physical touch has been really hard for me, but I'm trying my best. But I also have to think like maybe words of affirmation is hard for him or oh, no, that's what I was saying. I know that he tries to meet me in the middle. So like, I'm like, okay, I'm yeah, doing this so for you because like, I know for you, this is what makes you feel hard and seen. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, like I have to remember, like he's probably going out of his way for me too. Mm-hmm. So I have to like go out of my way to like yeah. initiate that kind of stuff too. Compromise. Yeah, for sure. So then when it comes to like deployments and stuff, I feel like knowing these love languages and even incorporating them into your everyday life when your spouse is deployed can help you significantly too. So like, for example, quality time. If your love language is quality time and you want to spend time together and, um, you know, you want them to listen and that kind of stuff and connect, like maybe a zoom a night or like I know some of my friends have like watched movies with their significant other even though they're thousands and thousands of miles around the world you know and it's just that quality time probably means a lot to them so um we haven't done it in a long time but like when my husband we were in Alaska for like two and a half two years you know so we were together all the time because there was no deployment nothing like that he worked a lot but we were still able to meet at the end of the day and be together um, but so when he went TDY before his whole deployment, um, I had found this app that you can like reconnect with your spouse. And it's like simple things like, what's their favorite color? You know, just like growing and reconnecting of how to stay close, like when you're in a distance. And I feel like that was like, wow, there were some things that I didn't know. We've been married almost 10 years, but it's like, okay, like I, I was learning yeah. new things about him. And then that was so cool because once oh, again, cool. that was, that allowed us to connect and spend quality time. Like at the end of the day, we would just for like 10 minutes, go back. And it's like, it was the thing where you, it gave you a question, you answered it, it sent it to them. So they got to see what you wanted and then okay. saying back and you just went back and forth. And it was really oh, cool. cool. Cause it was like, kind of like dating again, like learning that yeah. person. And that's a good way to connect keep the quality time yeah absolutely do you know what that app was um i'll get back to you on that okay okay that's cool i like that um words of affirmation can come in so handy on a deployment i live with that that's like my the only thing that keeps me yeah absolutely i mean both ways too you know some of our significant others have been in combat deployments and stuff mm-hmm. and you know you got to keep them going just as much as they're keeping you going being here yeah. on the home front so that's a good one um receiving gifts for like deployments that can yeah. go both ways too i mean sending care packages are always so fun mm-hmm. um again i'm not a huge gift person so i'm not I'm either i've had so i've had trouble with that this deployment because i just don't I don't know I don't know I don't think about that I'm like I'd rather talk and have a conversation yeah. with you and then you know yeah but once again that's my love language words right. of affirmation that's not his love language yep and like gifts are not our thing like yeah period with each other so like actually this Christmas my mom and sister were like going all out like sending him all this crap and I'm like he's fine I'm like that too he's fine you know? <laughs> and I only say he's fine because he was not in a combat yeah. zone he had access to all the stores you know yeah. everything he needed was there so we like put this huge package together for Christmas and stuff. I go drop it off. One, I think I made the mistake because I went to the UPS store. I spent like $250 yep. shipping this package. And I was like, Merry Christmas, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, like, you're cut off. <laughs> yeah. We had the first package we sent over. He had to send like a huge because he reported here late. So everyone had already sent all their stuff over. And we went to send it. And we had to send it in like one of those, what are the big black boxes? 
called? You know what I'm talking about? Tough box. Like oh, one of those tough boxes. Oh, $275 <laughs> or something crazy like that. And it was for like essential things. You know, yeah. I'm like, I, I, we're not going to survive. Like there's yeah, just right. no way. <laughs> but so that I'm like, I think of, I correlate with that. It's like, I can't send in a package. It's going to be $300. Yeah. But I have started like last couple weeks ago, Amberly sent like a little, a stuffed animal of hers. Oh, cute. Like in the box. Like he needed some ne- necessary oh. things. And then like we put that in there. And I was like, okay. And that made his day because it's yeah. like, Oh, he has something he feels connected with a kid. So I have to remind myself, okay, even though it's not my thing, gifts, if that's his thing, I've got to come out of my show and just do it. It could be like a piece of paper with a name, and he would probably be appreciative of that. But it's just so hard for me because I've not done that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, and then access service. So doing things you know um, your spouse would like. So... What would you say, like, if they're deployed, what would be a good access service? Maybe just planning a day for your spouse, like, without them knowing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not possible for where I am, (laughs) for where my husband is. But, yeah. um, Yeah. Like, if if they were in on a rotation, say, for, say, Europe or something like that, and they had, like, a holiday weekend, like a four-day weekend, planning something for them and their friend, you know, to go do something. Right. Or just, like, if there was a show or a game a lot over in Europe, a lot yeah. of soccer, you know, that kind of stuff, football, doing something like that, like, Getting to them, access them service. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jared's situation's a little bit different Yeah, right I now. think it's location-wise, but access service, like, for that, for instance, would be sending them something, honestly. Yeah, that could be. Like, a little care package. Yeah. Like a little, like, and not tell him so that yeah. he gets mail and doesn't know. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that's the only really opportunity. <laughs> Let's not, like, Venmo him something other than that. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> you can really do. Here's some money. <laughs> Here's some money for what you already have. But, you know, right. you can't use it there, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That well, would. And just wait till he gets home. <laughs> yeah. That's, so my access service, that's my thing is I'm like planning when he gets home just to have a huge thing with a lot, all of his favorite, you know, Miller Lite, you know, yes. all those things waiting for him so that right. he doesn't feel like he has to get home and he needs to go do this and get this. Cause you know, it's a whole new yep. walk back into life for him too. So like have everything he's going to need or want right there so that he can just take a couple days and just chillax yeah absolutely that's what I did this last deployment too is I set up our whole like island full of stuff he yeah. loves you know and stuff he needed not like you don't think about it but your spouses are gone for so many months like I got him like a new loofah and yeah, body wash exactly. and a new razor you mm-hmm. know like all that kind of stuff that like they get home, they're like, well, I got to go to the store and get all of this. Exactly. Like, I got it yeah. for him. Of course, Miller Lite. Yeah. I actually got him a car cleaning kit, too. <laughs> I'm like, welcome home. Clean our cars. Please clean the car. <laughs> before the hail hit. Right? It's- yeah, before <clears throat> the hail hit. Oh, my poor car. Your poor car. <laughs> I know. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. We had a... Not to get into it, but we had a bad storm <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Actually, we, we were, were recording our podcast. And I was over here at Keeley's house, and our cars got hail damage. So, yeah, fun times. Love that for us. Love that. (laughs) And then, obviously, last one, physical touch. That one is pretty hard. Yes. When you're deployed. Yeah. Or TDY. Really, anything. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget. (laughs) This is probably so cheesy. But, actually, my girls started doing it, too, so it's actually really cute. But when I was... 
like a new spouse and stuff and Jordan deployed for the first time and I you know just had had Adeline our our oldest um I kept some of his cologne and sprayed it on my pillow hey whatever works (laughs) I used to sleep with like with Jared one of Jared's like t-shirts yeah way before like before we actually like real deployments where it'd just be like separation for the first couple times that's right. what i would do yeah like you just sit it beside me it was yeah. like a comfort i don't know how to i'm pretty explain sure it. i had one of his packer shirt and i like sprayed it with like the cologne and stuff and it was just like a comfort thing yeah you know but now the girls have like their daddy dolls mm-hmm. and they spray their daddy dolls with his cologne and then like go to bed and cuddle him and stuff and i think that's so cute that is cute yeah once again, we gotta. I want to do the whole kid one, like kid love language, because I feel like I could learn a lot about you know my kids and what would help on TDY on deployments yeah. if I know how like what works for the kids and what they need. Yeah, I actually probably should read that one again because I uh, it's been a few years, but especially now that the girls are getting older, I think it would be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have the book, so I'll let you read it. Oh, you do? Yeah. I okay. Have it. Yeah, I need to borrow that. Okay, Keely, if you could give advice to a new spouse about the five love languages, what would you say or would you encourage reading the book? Yes, I would encourage it because I feel like looking back now, I was 18. I was really young, so I didn't really like think too much into it. I was just like, oh, it's a relationship. I had no idea what I was walking into. However, if I could go back and do things differently, I would read it because I truly feel like learning more about your spouse, learning their love language, like what works, what, you know, what can help that foundation will set the temp, the temp for your whole relationship, marriage, whatever. And then, like I said, I feel like that if you can control, you have a part in this where you can control that aspect of your life, that foundation of your relationship, then it helps to ride the uncertainty of the military life because in reality in at the end of the day your foundation of your relationship is the most important part and you can weather any storm that comes amen but in order to do that you have to get to the foundation of it and if i could go back i would learn that from the beginning of our relationship yeah and i feel like it would have helped it, we both would have grown and we wouldn't have went through a lot of the os- obstacles that we did because we would have known more about how each other think, feel, and that would help the entire thing. Yeah, absolutely. So my biggest advice was, yes, read this book. Absolutely. Whether you're 18, 25, 30, whatever age is, if you're in a relationship and military and there's going to be a lot of separation, even if there's not, it really helps to learn your spouse. Yeah, like the ins and outs. Ins and outs. I don't think, yeah, I think that the book really makes you like... Realistically. Yeah. Because you know, you know in the back of your head, you think those things. You think about those things like what, what, how do they think? How do, like, what do they, what works for them? What, what do they want? What do they need? Do I do that enough? You know, mm-hmm. but this really opens that book. Yeah. With open communication, which it's is like our spouses, important. like... Gosh, why are, you're always touching me? Like, yeah. give me some space, you know. Because but that's their, their love. Need. Yeah, that's their love language, and okay. I really truly think that this would help set a foundation. I love that. So, do you think, even though you didn't read this at the beginning of like your military career with your spouse and stuff, do you think reading it later on, do you still feel like it was beneficial? Absolutely, because I still learn, like even eight years later or, you know, however many years it was, I still learned of why, because I used to get so frustrated, like, 
why are you like this? Mm-hmm. And like, why, why can't you see my side of like, I'm not like that. Yeah. But after reading it, I was like, it makes sense. Like I, totally. it opened the door and it, it allowed me to be open-minded. So absolutely. I don't think it matters if you've been together six months, a year, 10 years, read the book, oh, be open-minded when you do read it. And it will help you learn more about your spouse and learn how to build that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I read the original Love Languages, and then I've read the Military Edition. But Mm -hmm. now, like, discussing this, I kind of want to read it again. I do, too. Just to, like, freshen up. Yeah, I was young when I read it. I think, um, kind of funny story, but, like, when he went to boot camp, I read the Love Languages, and then I read um, Dear John for some weird reason. (laughs) I mean, this was back in, like... 2009 when that book just came out and that movie yeah. came out so i read it and i was like this is horrible timing oh gosh, why am i yeah. doing this to why myself? did you do that to yourself i don't know <laughs> and then i and then i had that mentality but that's how it always ends oh geez. You know? yeah so yeah. i was like okay that was whatever but the i just read the normal love languages and i feel like that helped me because i had just came out of like a very long-term relationship total different kind of relationship so i think reading that and then reading the military one is really beneficial and I think we should read the other one again now that we're older yeah. and we can we're more open-minded and we can see like yes understand and we kind of already know yeah you know? so maybe there's something so else out there yeah. that we need yeah if you have recommendations too of other books please chime in let us know yes please let us know we are always open for that yeah okay I I totally agree with you I think that if you're a new military spouse just starting out Building this foundation with this book is like everything. Like I said, you know, we went to the couples retreat and this was very early on in our marriage. Yeah, so how did that happen? Tell us a little bit, like, who brought that up? Who suggested it? Well, so usually the chaplains have, um, like, in your husband's unit, your spouse's unit, whatever, um, usually they have retreats, like, once a year at least and mm-hmm. they do a lot of retreats too with kids which we have done too with the kiddos too really which is really fun um but it was kind of during covid so it was kind of weird still but it's kind of fun because this is when we were in kansas and um the retreat was down in wichita so they pay for um like the hotel and your food and like that kind of stuff and it gets you out you know mm-hmm. we would go to the hotel go swimming go explore that city and then do this retreat together and the kids were younger too, so I think it might be fun to do another one um, now that they're a little bit older. But yeah, so the chaplains usually put these out, and um, it's up to the soldiers to bring it up to their spouses. And um, there's you know, so many resources that I feel like a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So Jordan brought this up to me, and I was like nervous because, you know, I'm this new spouse. Like, yeah. What am I walking I'm into? So, yeah. yeah, I'm just like I just keep to myself usually. You know, I don't really want to go out meet other people, whatever. And he's like, I think it would be really good. Um, it's about the five love languages, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Maybe we should try it out. You know, so we went, and um, I'm just so happy we did. Like I said, I swear to you that this is why we are the way we are today. And I say, what do you think, what was your biggest takeaway from it, from the retreat and from the book? Like what? I just think it built our foundation. Like you were saying, I think that, um, you know, being newly married, like Jordan and I only got married three months after we met each other. Mm -hmm. So we, it was quick and um, we knew a deployment was on the horizon. And I think this just really opened our eyes 
to like fulfill like what each other's love languages are to like it help you learn about yeah each just other. like yeah just to learn about each other to like learn the ins and outs you know you you think you know your spouse but do you really but do you really <laughs> and I feel like this breaks it down for you or it's, it gives you, like, it's not that you don't know them, but it gives you a better idea of, like, how to understand. What their needs what are. What their needs yeah. are and why they do the things that they do right. and react the way that they do and then why you do that and then how you can compromise and come in the middle. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. I feel like season, spouse, season new or spouse, season. Yeah. you know, like Absolutely. anyone – Anyone and everyone should read this book. Yep. Whether you're 18, 25, 34, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like if you're in, in, even if you're not military, you should read and learn the love languages. But if you are military, this is a great resource for you to understand, for you both to do together, spend quality time together, mm-hmm. and learn each other. And then be able to carry that forward, especially if you're about to go on a TDY or you're about to go through a deployment or say there's a lot of people when they first get married, they don't move with their spouse. Their spouse goes to their duty station. They stay back home. Like this is a great resource to help you be able to maintain that long distance relationship. Yeah. And just learn how to communicate. Yep. Open communication is key. Absolutely. Okay. Before we end, we're going to play our game. Would you rather? Would you rather? Okay, you go. <laughs> you on the All spot. right, cute. Would okay. you rather live on post or off post? Oh, you know this hits home right now. <laughs> All right, so I my husband's been in about fourteen years now, and we have honestly lived on post the entire time. Um, I honestly think this deterrent like it determines by where you live, where you're stationed. I think every station is different. Um, situational. I will say we lived in Virginia and at that time it's very expensive up in Northern Virginia. On post was the way to go. He worked crazy hours. It was convenient. Schools were great there on post. We went to Rutgers. Same thing. He was only there for 18 months. So obviously not going to live off post. And then this allowed him to be able to come home during like his lunch breaks during school. And then in Alaska, we lived on post because it's Alaska and the snow removal and having to deal with all of that and the weather, there was just no way I wanted to take down that responsibility. Yeah, that makes sense. And then we lived on post here when we first moved here because same thing. I mean, we've always had good luck and we're like, oh, it'll be fine. Let's just live on post. And then it was, it was fine, but we realized like we're trying to stay here and we long-term want to be here, so we bought off post. And I think it's probably one of the best decisions we made. So I honestly think it depends on your location. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so you. I'm going to ask you the same question. <laughs> because I feel like you have a little bit different insights because you've been different places too. Yeah. So would you rather live on or off post? And why? Okay, <laughs> well, I would say off post just because... Yeah. I, I just can't do it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> now, especially now that I'm older. Yeah. And the drama. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's a whole other thing we're going to get into eventually. <laughs> the drama of on post and the regulations. Like, I didn't realize how, like, confided I felt. Yeah. Until now, I feel like I have my own, like, life outside. Yeah. It's great. Yep. So. So, yeah, we lived off post um, here in Colorado the first time. 
Um, we moved to Texas and bought a house there and lived off post. Um, that was Fort Hood, and there was no way I was going <laughs> to live in on Fort Hood. Bang, bang. Oy, oy, oy. Um, so, yeah, we lived off post there, and then we moved to Fort Riley, Kansas, and their housing is I've heard it was wonderful. great. Yeah. The closest town is, you know, 20, well, Junction City is right outside the gate, but I it's heard a that's little not rough. where you want to so go. So it's not, it's not really our jam. I would go to the grocery store there because it was closer, um, but I would probably would have lived in Manhattan if we did live off post, but we chose to live on post just because it was close, it was convenient. Jordan was working at the hospital, so we knew yeah. he wasn't going to... I didn't want him commuting every single day. Same. It's not like That's he was going to deploy yep. and not be around and it wouldn't matter. Um, the schools were great. Uh, we met some wonderful friends there. Um, but, yeah, being confined to this military base was really hard for me. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't say it's a cult, but I felt like like it's our old little town. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not a commissary girl. Like, there's so many people that are like, oh, the commissary. Yeah. Because it's for military when you shop at the commissary, which is our grocery store, it's not taxed. So Yeah, but you get a fee. Yeah. A charge, surcharge well, or something. Surcharge. And they also, I feel like they just up their prices anyway. So, yeah. like, I feel like it evens out anyway. So, I was never a commissary girl. The produce there has always sucked. So, I would go off post anyways. So, I just found us going off post for everything. Yeah. And, um... So, yeah, I mean, Fort Riley was cool, though, because it doesn't feel like you're on a military base. It's very, like, woodsy and beautiful and rolling hills and, like, that kind of stuff. So that was okay. Yeah. But then we moved back here to Colorado and decided to buy a house again. And I'm just I'm just more of a civilian girl. Like, yeah. I just want what's best for my kids, too, and I don't want them to I'm- be confined. <laughs> like, I just want them to, like, live... Well, especially because, like, both of our husbands are the same amount of years and soon we'll be transitioning out, you know, after in, like, six years. I want my kids to have a life outside of the military, and I want them to meet the friends outside the military. Yep. Just because I don't want it to be such a big adjustment to them when we do, you know, transfer over. So I think I get that. And I think the biggest thing for me moving off post, what, what pushed me was because... My oldest is going to high school. There was no school on post. I was going to have to drive 25 minutes to take him Gross. off post. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, you know, he's going to be driving in a year. I don't want him having to go on and off post driving because yeah. he's in sports. So 5.30 a.m., you know, and then 8 p.m. at night. I didn't want to do that. So it was like, hey, we're going to be here a long time. We know that, at least until he graduates. Let's just settle. And this has been the best thing. I do think that... It depends on your relationship, what you're comfortable with doing, what you're not. If, you know, you're not going to do it long term, don't buy, don't get yourself in a bad situation. Right. But I think that it's so important to have a life outside of the military. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we only lived on post once and that was enough for me. Yeah. I just no. don't, I don't like rules. I don't like people yeah. telling me what I can and can't do. Like, we actually lived on post two during COVID. And so I felt so restricted. Like, they weren't letting anyone come on. You couldn't bring a guest. You couldn't have family visit. You have to check them in. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, And I had to check family in at the gate. Like, you know, it was just a lot. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we were confined already. And then Mm -hmm. COVID hit. And I just felt like. Hey, I was in Alaska when that happened. And yeah. Thankfully, like I said, I liked the living on post there, but we had our own gate to get on and off of. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. It wasn't like a common area where you had to go through main yeah. gate and then get to your housing. No, okay. we had a gate that you could see from our house. So okay. that was nice. That is nice. But I think it's situational. It depends yeah. on what's best for you. Some girls, some spouses love the community of being on post and having yeah. those neighbors and those relationships. And if that's you, I'm all for it. I support you. Absolutely. Just for personally, I think that we probably won't ever live on post again. Yep. So it's off post for me. Yeah. It's actually funny because Jordan and I had this conversation um, coming home yesterday. We were in Wisconsin visiting his family and we were talking about we're trying to stay here in Colorado as long as we can. Right. But if we can't, and, like, we had the opportunity to go back to Fort Riley. He was asking me if I would go. And I'm like, well, yeah, obviously I would go. Like, <laughs> No, Jordan, you're going by yourself. I'm staying in Colorado. <laughs> I obviously support you, and this is a family decision, you know. But I was like, but I think I would live off post. I think we'd live in Manhattan, which yeah. is, like, 20 minutes away from the base. And he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would want the girls to, like, because they would be hitting probably, they're getting close to middle school mm-hmm. and high school and that kind of stuff. And he's like, I would definitely want them to go there. And I was like, yeah, me too. So, I just, from here on out, I'm sure we'll live off post, but I just can't do it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because it was COVID and it just really ruined me it being may, confined. Yeah. So. Right. Maybe, maybe that's so. why. That but was your first, like, experience. Yeah. That then, was the first yeah. time we were living on base. So. Yeah, I get that. And then COVID hit and we were just so confined, so. Because, I, I mean, I've done, like I said, for years, and I enjoyed it. I had no issues. Yeah. Loved it. Loved being close to the amenities and everything like that. But if your first experience was COVID, I feel like <laughs> yeah. it'd be the same for me. If Alaska would have been my first experience being so isolated, I'd probably be like, never doing this never. again. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't but know. I mean, uh, and now like, you meet great neighbors. We yeah. live like, what, a couple, 10 minutes away, yeah. if that. Yeah. So you build your life outside. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, though, it's so 50-50 because, like, the schools were so good on Fort Riley. Yeah. We loved the schools. The parks were awesome. Um, we had a community pool that was amazing. Um, but yeah, I remember, I'll never forget. They weren't letting kids play on the playground during Yeah, COVID. same when we were in last Was that same with you Yeah, guys? they had it like wrapped off. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, what? Like, how fenced off. I'm like, what is this? And because yeah. we had a park like two houses down from us. So like yep. the kids would always go down to the park and, oh. Yeah, but do you know like here, the schools on base are not, um, they are not, what am I trying to say? The schools on base here are not government schools. They're not like Dodea. Oh, really? They're public schools. They're, they follow the district off post. I guess Isn't that makes that, sense. Well, that's kind of crazy because I had always had the concept of like, oh, it's on post. That's government. Oh. You know? No, it's not. Not Actually, here. Actually, now that you think about it, I think Fort Riley was like that too. It, they were. Sure, I but. do. They were because we were actually going to go to Fort Riley outside of um, flight school. And they okay. they were. They were yeah. um, normal district schools on post. Yeah. But like in Virginia, it was Dodea because it was big government. So like I had only thought like that's what happened. If You can oh. only go to school on post if you live so, on like, post because they're civilian? only for military. So like, no, it was. Yeah. So, so civilian like kids yeah, can go yeah, on so, base. In what? Quantico, in Virginia, it was open base. There was a whole civilian town on that base. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, crazy. actually, you know what? <laughs> We're getting so off topic. That's okay. <laughs> I think the first time we lived here, I'll never forget there was, like, civilians that would come on to Fort Carson and, like, do their laundry at the laundromat. What? Yeah, like, anyone could come on base. It was How, a lot more is relaxed. Is it still like then. that? I don't think so. No, because think it's, yeah. you try to get somebody on here now, you're like, 
Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta give them your whole life story, your social. <laughs> yeah, everything. you have to go to the visitor center. And, yeah, go give your whole life story. Give them your social. For, so now, get a picture. Yeah, but now you can actually like pre-register online oh, if you, you have a guest. Oh, like because my friend's coming in like two weeks. Yeah, and not that we're gonna be on post, but like the kids go to school there, so we're gonna drop uh, off. So I'm true. like, we need to just get you a pass, so there's no issue. She could do everything online. Oh, good to know. So that's nice that. now. Cause Thanks for the resource, Keely. Yeah. Oh, anytime. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening today. I hope yeah. today's topic was super helpful. I know it has helped Keely and I through a lot. So we hope that it does the same for you. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Connected Hearts. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed sharing these incredible stories. Absolutely. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're here to support each other uplift one another, and connect our hearts as military spouses. Before we go, we want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast anywhere you listen so you never miss an episode. And if you found value in today's conversation, please leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Connected Hearts Milso. We love hearing from you and sharing even more content to inspire and empower military spouses everywhere. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or if you would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear your story. Thanks again for tuning in to Connected Hearts. Until next time, stay strong, stay connected, and keep those hearts beating together. 